everyone. Welcome to another episode of Martinis and Magic. This is your co-host Casey. I'm here with Emily. It's been a while. Very long time. It's been a minute. Um, yeah. I don't even know if you remember how to record. You might be a little rusty. <laughs> um, but we are doing chapter 68 through 78 in yeah. Crescent City. This is the beginning of the fourth part of the book. So we're at the final leg here. Is yes. that a saying? Can people say that? Like the final, final leg? leg? Yeah, the last so. leg. But more in like races. I thought it was like flying. Flying what? Like you're at the last leg of the flight. Like oh, maybe. I'm sure you could use it for different yeah. stuff. So we're drinking a, it's called a Rufino. It's trash. Lumina. Yeah, we got it from the grocery store instead of Wink, so we've learned our lesson not to cheat yeah. on Wink because this is disgusting. Wink, please forgive us. But we're going to drink it anyways because it's alcohol and you don't want alcohol go to waste. And yeah. we are poor right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we are. are so poor. <laughs> and by poor, we're just in really big debt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Emily is going to kick it off starting with chapter 68. Um, okay, so we're going to try a new style of how we do these episodes um we've been going like super in depth with you guys and i think we tried it last episode did we like attempted to it seems like forever ago i know um but this is new for me because i have like three bullet points for each of them oh my gosh Mm -hmm. yeah wow so chapter 68 um so recap of book part three is like we just found out that hunt was like on the ship or whatever like making the deal and like he betrayed bryce a ship. I imagined it like a little tugboat. It's a barge. <laughs> it's like a giant I literally imagined ship. like a little boat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like a canoe. No. Um, so three big things happen in this chapter. Um, we find out that Hunt is in the cell below the Comidium. Hypaxia is able to make an antidote for the synth and then the Autumn King. Well, we know it. her as the Ned Witch still. Yeah. Sorry, I've been calling her hypaxia the whole time. Oh, I, I probably have been too. Um, the Med Witch is able to make an antidote for the synth, and then the Autumn King um, visits Bryce. So a few things that I wanted to talk about is one, when Isaiah is, he like goes to visit Hunt in the like cell, and Isaiah like asks him why. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Hunt just goes because it has to stop at some point. What did you think of that response? Can I have some more context? <laughs> this is like a game of Jeopardy. Can you? I don't. What well, I I don't think there's a thing to debate. I think he meant like this has to stop. Like the rebels like need to win and fight back. What did you feel when you find out that like Hunt betrayed Bryce? I was annoyed and super upset. See, like <laughs> so loquacious. <laughs> I was just, like, so disappointed. See, like, I was, like, initially shocked, but then... Yeah, I'm talking about initially. Yeah, and then it made sense for his character. Again, I remember we were taking a walk. I'm going to talk about initial (laughs) thoughts. It was my question. (laughs) Well, you didn't say that in your question. Um, I mean, still looking back, I'm just like, okay, like, a little bit annoying, but I think ever since we realized that the time frame is only, like, two and a half months, like, I get it. Um... But at this point, I was kind of, like, I kind of gave up on Hunt. I was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what happens now? Like, in the back of my mind, I still thought that maybe Michael was endgame. So yeah, I kind of just so thought that was, like, the end of Hunt and was mad. Same. I was like, okay. Because she also, family. like, 
was kind of indifferent about it at first. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I wasn't super set on um, Hunt either. Well, I mean, I'm still not super set on Hunt. I don't know. I've gone, like, I'm like a roller coaster. No, I think they're, I think they're endgame now. Yeah, no, I think they're endgame too, but, like, my love for Hunt is still, like, not I'm solid. Same. I don't think it'll ever be, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just liked that line because he was just, like, because it has to stop at some point. And Isaiah goes, it stops when you're dead. It's intense. Yeah, well, Isaiah, like, has seen Hunt fuck up and risk so much just to, like, try to, like, overcome this theory and, like, it's never worked. So I'm sur- sure Isaiah's more, like, frustrated. He's like, you're literally going to kill yourself in this process. Yeah. Um, but then there was another, like, Hunt in our monologue where he was, like, he tried and failed and he would pay the price again because it was better than, like, the slow death of what he was going through. And I think, like, that, rereading that line for me just, like, solidified what Hunt has been struggling with is that, like, he has slowly been dying. And, like, this, the last two months with Bryce were, like, he was, like, starting to be, like, a person again. Yeah. And then, like, he kind of got sucked back into, like, this self Yeah, stuck to, like, the temptation of it. Yeah. And, like, the rebellion. Because that's, like, all his life was. Mm. Um, and then, uh, also, like, we get, like, the description of, like, the Autumn King and like his red hair and like his temper and his firepower and like there was just so many alluding to like um Baron. Yeah. He has to be his brother or something. I know. He has to be. Because he's cruel, he abuses yeah. his kid, like And even like even like their temperament is very similar. Yeah. Because I mean even Baron fought against Hybern, but he's mm-hmm. still bad. Right. Um and then uh, my other thing is that, like, we've talked about this in the past, how shitty Juniper and Fury are, and, like, Bryce is going through this, and she says, like, she's ca- tried to call them and, like, texted them, and they just disappeared. Like, she hasn't heard from any of them. Right. I mean, I think Fury might be busy doing something because she pops up at the summit. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, her friends are shitty. But this is something that I didn't get, is that um, when Autumn King's leaving, he goes... I came here after all these years to tell you that you may be like your mother, but you are also more than me, more like me than you realize, and that's not a good thing. Do you think that means, like, attitude-wise? I think attitude, stubbornness, and then I thought it had something to do with power. So did I. I took it as more like a power thing. Yeah. And it was, like, how she deals with stuff. But I'm not sure why the Autumn King would think that's bad. Same. Like, just... Do you think he has a lot of self-loathing, too? Maybe, yeah. And, like, how? Because, like, he even said, like, I loved your mother. I would have made her my queen, and you would have been, like, a, a legitimate heir then. Maybe, yeah. And just how, like, Bryce is so scared to, like, love people because she's, like, scared to be Maybe her. that's how he... Maybe that's what it's talking about, like, how she doesn't want to let people in. Yeah. And he's kind of the same way. Maybe. But that was it for that chapter. Um, so, chapter 69. Like, I don't even know how to do high-level recaps. Um, I'll try to do a sentence to, like, recap it. Hunt is still in the prison, and we learn that he has been slowly healing the past two and a half months through Bryce's relationship, and unfortunately, we learn at the end that he was sold to Sandriel. Sad face. Um, The thing that I marked in there is that, like, he was first. Her prisoner is for 50 years, which, like... I think you knew that. Yeah, I know, but, like, every time I see it or, like, think about it, like, that's so fucking long. But is Reese Amaranth a slave for 50 or 500? He's 500 years old. He's a slave for 50. 
She likes it to hear something. She does. Um, so through this chapter, I thought the most important part was when Sandril comes and plays the slideshow for Hunt of all his pictures. You can, it's Hunt slowly realizing that like over the past two months, they both started to heal. And you yeah. can see that through their interactions, through their smile, like the first time they made eye contact. And I think the last picture, her like, head was on his chest and he noted they're both smiling which was really important and I thought it was really good for Hunt to see because I'm not even sure he like realized it yeah. like while he was experiencing it um there's something I wanted to read I thought it was really important so Emily and I were like super frustrated throughout this book how much it seemed like Hunt still had feelings for Shahar and it. there was a line in this where Sandril is basically like, what would my sister think? And he says mm -hmm. that he didn't have a glimmer of guilt, which I think is a huge milestone for him, realizing that he does not feel guilty for the relationships and feelings he had for Bryce. Um, and it doesn't feel like he's betraying him anymore. Um, and then at the very end, he unfortunately learns that he was sold to Sandriel and it's now in her possession. And then the chapter ends with Bryce entering a bar to meet Rune and Flynn. And finally, this is a huge turning point. She thanks Rune in person, which he definitely recognizes. And he's asking her, like, why do you keep pushing me away? And we like learned that it wasn't because of the fight necessarily it was because like Rune was her best friend yeah and couldn't risk like the hurt it would have to lose him or have him hurt her and so they both agreed that they're going to work on their relationship essentially and I want to point out that when Rune is talking to Bryce it says his blue eyes twinkled like stars oh I never noticed that mm -hmm. oh, I can't but it just Reese. made me so happy that one finally mm -hmm. like Rune got the recognition for everything he's done for Bryce um, and it, again it just like shows that Bryce doesn't think she even like deserves him doing that because she's like why do you keep bothering right. and he's like stop pushing me away um, kind of oh, showing her like Rune. he's going to be there like no yeah. matter what well you've even said that in an earlier episode where like no matter like what Bryce has ever done to Rune or like even like other people in his life like he always is still there for them yeah and he just like sees the good in them yeah like I think he realizes what Bryce is doing is not personal to him right mm -hmm. oh love him um the other thing that I had in my notes was that like there's one line where like it's Hunt in our monologue and he was like he was like looking at the pictures and he was like if I was a different person if she was a different girl like maybe we would have had that life yeah, like, and, that's the life he could have had. Yeah, but, like, I feel like that is such a common, like, storyline in, like, a lot of fantasy books where it's, like, I feel like Castile and Poppy had that. Like, if I wasn't the maiden and he wasn't this, like, then we could have had this life. Right. And, like, like, this simple life. Yeah, and it's, like, we always see these, like, characters who, like, live, like, almost, like, I mean, that's my dream life. I would do anything to be one of them. Yeah. But it's, like, they look back and they're, like... And they fantasize about it. Yeah. It is interesting, like, though, because, life. like, just... They would never, I don't think these characters would be happy with that. I know, me either. Like, I really don't think they would be. I mean, we see it in the second book, them, yeah. like, attempting to have a normal life, and, like, it's just not, like, enough. Yeah, they just, like, can't do it. They keep fighting with themselves. Like, how we feel about moving to the suburbs. 
No, I I want to eventually. I think of the suburbs as like the death of my life. (laughs) After this weekend, I think I I will never do it. Don't want to move to the suburbs. I will never do it. (laughs) If I move to the suburbs, you know my husband's probably drugging me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll keep an eye out. Um, So chapter seventy, I didn't have super much on this one. Um, Bryce just gets back from the bar after talking to Rune, and Fury's waiting there. And Fury, um, like, just lets Bryce know that, like, Hunt's been, um, taken by Sandril, and now he's, like, Hunt's, or Sandril's prisoner. Wow, that took me a really long time to get that out. Um, but, like, we get this part where, like, Bryce finally does stick up for herself a little bit with how, um, Fury treated her after Danica died, and this is something that, like, I didn't really, I didn't understand, and I, like, thought about it after... I like read it too, and then she goes, um, Fury goes, and I brought the light seeker. I don't fucking care, Bryce. I got too close to all of you, and bad things happen when I do that with people. So I do think she just means that like they died. It's at the top of six thirty-three. Who died? Like Danica in the pack, because she goes, um, you nearly died that night, Bryce, and Danica did die. The assassin's throat bobbed, and then she was like. Bad things happen when I get I too close to people. I didn't think it was that, actually. I thought it was more like if she is with this theory, she doesn't, like, want to show them anything that's important to her because if they ever wanted to, like, threaten her. That's what I thought, too, is that it was more of, like, a I can't have anybody close to my life because that's, right. like, a weakness. That's what I think it yeah. was more about. Because then she even, like, refers to them as, like, puppies. She's like, you and Danica were, like, puppies who ran into my life and I could just not let you guys go. So, like, I think that almost goes back to, like, Fury, what we were just talking about, like, Fury got a taste of, like, the normal life mm-hmm. with, like, her friendship with all of them, and then it got ripped out from her, and she was like, I can't do that again. Well, I think another part, though, is, like, her relationship with Juniper, yeah. and then obviously, like, her best friends were Danica and Bryce. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to talk about the line after she says about Juniper? I would rather rip my heart out. So, she says... So, Bryce is saying, like, you still talk to Juniper, but you, like, can't talk to me. Mm-hmm. And Fury says, like, Juniper and I have something that's in none of your fucking business. I could no longer, or I could no sooner stop talking to her than I could rip out my own fucking heart. I think that they're mates. <gasps> oh. That would be interesting. Because it seems like something, like, that she can't control. Like, yeah. she physically cannot, cannot be away from it. Juniper. Wow. Like, I know they don't say that, but that's what I think it was implying. I would love that. Yeah. I would be here for that storyline if, if she did that. Me too, because actually... We don't have or any... Or we don't have... Any, well, you haven't finished Ring Throne of Glass, but yeah. we don't have any mates that are... Or single sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have, like, Declan's, obviously. Like, he has the boyfriend in the second book. And, like, mm-hmm. Isaiah's gay, but, like, we don't have any, like, single sex like that. Yeah. Like, more doesn't, like... You know, we're just anyone. waiting for Moore's. Yeah. Um... What else did I have? Oh, okay. This is something that really confused me, like, the more, even, like, rereading it, is that Bryce then, like, the whole time she found out about Hunt, like, she's heartbroken, she's upset, she's angry, and, like, those are all the emotions we're getting from her. And then at the end of this chapter, she's like, I'm not going to lose another friend, especially not Hunt, never Hunt. And, like, she just did a total 180 on her feelings for him. And, like, I just wish we would have gotten a little bit more of her, like, having those inner struggles because like I don't think we got that we didn't get her being like I want to forgive him or like yeah we never got that I mean I'm trying to think like my own emotions like I think she just went from being angry to being like okay like at the end of the day like what's important yeah and so like 
I don't know. I guess, yeah, it's it not just, that like, fast of a flip, but, like, maybe she just, like, took a breath. Yeah. I just wish SJM would have written a little bit more on that flip, because that's right. something that just, like... Because the next chapter I talked about, I was, like, a little confused. Yeah, like, you're yeah. missing that POV that got her to that scene. Yeah, exactly. Like, now she's just, like, I'm gonna give myself up for you, and, like... And, like, we just didn't get that. Yeah, we didn't Even, get her talking to Jessica or anything. Yeah, and, like, in this whole chapter or, like, Do you think that, that was part, her just being strong and, like, she's obviously not close with Fury anymore? But, like, in this whole thing with Fury, like, she's, like, um... Even when she was talking to Rune, she was, like, Apple right. means nothing. Right. And, like... See, that's why when I was reading it, that's why I was, like, okay, the Hunt storyline's kind of dead. Yeah. Because she was why, so indifferent. I know. Like, we needed that Yeah. I mean, I think that's just discussion. her coping mechanism, like... So she, like, doesn't feel anything. It's, like, a form of, like, detachment. Yeah. I know. Frustrated me as a reader. Like, SJM should have... I mean, this book could not have been any longer. But, yeah, maybe replace, like, a Therian chapter for that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe just any of the other dumb paragraphs in here that mean absolutely nothing. We do love SJM, though. We're not Yeah, don't go wrong. She can can do no wrong, but I do also criticize her. (laughs) She can do no wrong, but she can also do a lot wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so chapter 41, high level. 41? I mean, 71. <laughs> high level, what happens is Hunt is being moved from the prisons to the summit, and he's going with Sandra and Pollux, and shockingly, Bryce shows up asking to buy him from, from Sandra and to take his spot. And so let's dive into a little bit. Um, so one... I guess we kind of touched on it, but when he's leaving, one, I appreciate that all the angels came out to, like, (gasps) say goodbye to him, like, Mm -hmm. and I just thought it was really meaningful because from what we've gathered, Hunt doesn't really make friends, like, Isaiah's his friend and, like, Vix and Justinian were, but it didn't seem like he had a huge relationship with the others and thought that they were all, like, scared scared of him, but I think this shows that they really did respect him and maybe mm-hmm. saw, like, who he was underneath, like, this exterior. So, for me, like, when I read that scene, I agree with everything you said, but I also thought about it, like, a little wider scope, and I think that, like, they realized kind of how, like, messed up the Republic is, and that, like... Mm, oh, like, they're standing by him. Yeah, that's what oh. I took it as, is they were, like, we might not have fought for your cause, but, like... We are, like, we support why you did the things that you did. You know what that reminds me of? Is, do you know in Hunger Games where... I forget to like this. Like, yes. Yeah, and that's And she what does that, asked. and everyone else is just silent. Yeah. And then the government's just like, fuck. Yeah, that's what I took it as. Yes. So, like... Wow, that's a really good yeah. point. Mm. And, like, because, like, even, like, we get other inner dialogues later on, and, like, they're, like, this is, like, why do we even have the summit like it's either you either bend to the hysteria or you don't like they can just make an edict and like that's just an edict it's like a law of like it's like you can't law that's like set in stone did you make that word up no i think that's what it is (laughs) um and so all of a sudden we hear someone like running after them and saying wait wait I did not think this was okay, going yeah, to be right. It's a proclamation of having the force of law, so it's saying like uh, you can't like contest it. Okay. Um. So then someone's saying, "Wait, wait," and then we learn it's Bryce, and she basically offers Sandra ninety-seven million dollars to buy Hunt from her. Insane. Um. 
and then also takes off her amulet, which is important, which is worth three million. And so Emily and I were a little confused about this, but it melts, like physically. Yeah. I think Sandriel just used her like her power to melt yeah. it. Yeah, I thought that was weird, especially because we know how powerful it was that that could have even happened. Same, like, it's supposed to be this, like, I don't know, I think of it just, like, this is, like, sentient object, almost. Yeah. And it clearly Yeah, and it melts, and so when that doesn't work, Bryson offers herself, and who shows up is Big Brother Rune, and is, like... Oh, sorry, I'm Don't you dare. <laughs> and claims her under him and the Autumn King, and this is when everyone finds out that Rune and Bryce are siblings. Um, um, sorry, what? Well, I was just going to say, like, how did Rune know she was there? I think he just, like, knows all. He probably followed her. Was it televised? Is this being televised? Because couldn't Lele and, like, them, like see Justinian on the committee or like in the TV. I they're not at the summit yet though. But like remember when like in the earlier chapters like um they were showing coverage and Bryce was oh. like and you could see Justinian right. sitting there crucified. So like was this but then like I'm Bryce sure. is like no one knows that I'm his daughter. So like how does Rune know? Do you think he just has like do you think Isaiah texted him? That's what I thought. Maybe. I think Isaiah texted him when Bryce showed up. Okay. Then, yeah, maybe I can see that. Yeah. But, um, Gwen and Declan are there as well. Yeah. Um, but I love how Rune makes his approach where he, like, cracked into this space and then breathed in shadows. It was so hot. But then, you know, what was the big turnoff is that Sandriel is so powerful. She basically, (laughs) like, held Rune in his place. I'm just like, all right. Yes. You're not the most powerful fae. Ew. No, (laughs) I was like, that is not something Reese would do. (laughs) No. Like, she was able to hold Hunt in his place, mm-hmm. hold Rune in his spot, so then Bryce could actually, like, speak. Yeah. Um, but, so basically, we learn that Rune is able to claim Bryce as, like, him and the Autumn King's property, and she's not, like, so married off that. yet. Um, and she's like, I will never forgive you, but of course, you know, like, Rune is doing this to, like, literally right. save her. Um, and then I thought it was kind of sad that, like, Declan and Flynn were so butthurt that Rune, like, didn't trust them enough to tell. Yeah. And it reminded me so much of Cassian and Az when, like, they were mad at Feyre for going back to the spring court. And she was like, well, Reese trusted me. And they're like, you're our high lady. Like, yeah. you, like, we're supposed to protect you and we let you down because they're like, that's our princess. I know. And we I had no idea. Thing. Yeah. And, like, I even had it where, like, she looked to them when, like, Rune did that. And, like, they were, like, we're not siding with you on this. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy if you think we would let you trade your place. Yeah. But, like, I had the same exact parallel when I was reading it as you did. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it is their responsibility, yeah. essentially. And they were kind of like, wow, like, we had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure that they, like... I mean, they love Bryce. Yeah, I was going to say, they love Bryce, and, like, not even knowing that they're, like, siblings. Yeah, they've known Bryce since she was 13, and now she's, like, what, 24, 25? Yeah. Um, and so, after this whole debacle, Bryce goes over to the river, and we forget that she is not wearing her amulet, looks up, and Cristalos attacks her. Um, so I wanted to talk about the prophecy, because Rune has, like, in your chapter, he has, like, a little inner monologue about it um we still don't know what that prophecy is 
So, like, my thoughts are that, like, his prophecy is that... Um, we know what it is. Well, we don't know well, totally. Yeah, but, but we don't know how it's going to come to fruition. Like, yeah. we know that, like, the royal bloodline ends with, with him. So, like, that's why he initially, like... But if it's not as cryptic as we thought, because, like, obviously, just, like, like kids. No, I was thinking just, like, Bryce has, like, the first light. Like, she's, like, the more powerful heir. So, like, wouldn't the bloodline then go through her? Yeah. It could be, but then that means that, like... Bryce would not have any more, like, she wouldn't have any kids. Because it says, like, the royal bloodline ends with you. So, like, Bryce would still be part of the royal bloodline, so, like, she would have a bloodline, too. Like, they're related. For those exact words. Yeah, it says in here, um... Okay, he says, the deep-rooted fear of what the oracle prophecies might mean for Bryce should she ever be granted a royal title, or if the royal bloodline wants to end with Rune and Bryce was officially a princess of the family, she would have to be out of the picture for it to come to pass permanently. He would do whatever necessary to keep her safe from that particular doom, even if the world hated him for it. So, like, if she is considered like an heir which she is in the second oh book oh my god then like i never thought of that so like either like she dies because I mean, they both would have no, to die like, or both not have children both not have children or like rune because like i used to think that rune was gonna die but now i think it's a prophecy for bryce i mean it's like for both of them yeah exactly wow i never thought of yeah that. it's like even if it, like bryce then like it's still I wonder if it's still a real bloodline if all the worlds fucking collide and we learn that he's yeah Baron's brother. Does Baron have a last name? Autumn? Baron and Autumn. Sarah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Autumn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it all day today when I did my chapter earlier. Wow. That is such a good point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if there's any theories. I don't think I've ever read any theories about the prophecy. Because we know that, like, so in the second book, Bryce is considered part of the royal family right. because he claims her so she can marry Cormac. Right. So, like, technically, right now, how it's going, that prophecy is basically saying that... They're both dead. They're both dead. Or just both not having children. Yeah. Both not having children. Yeah. Maybe they'll just adopt. Yeah. Who knows? Hmm. But I think it's just, like, we're thinking too into it, and maybe they just, like, have kids not royal. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, you know... Oh, my gosh. You know what they could do? They could defect. Yeah. And join a different house. So then, like, they could... They could both leave... House of whatever it is. Or, um... What's the second book? Sky and Breath. Yeah, there's... No, they're in... Who even know? Okay, they're in Sky and Breath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they yeah. get the fact and then join Jessica and Shadow Flame and Bone. <laughs> I knew that was right the second I started saying it. Flame and Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't that far off. <laughs> You're close. Yeah, the Shadow part, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really interested to see how that happens. I think I'm going to go with this defecting thing. Um. I think that it I mean, I think Rune's going to die and she's going to defect, unfortunately, just because of SJM's interview, where she's like, you should be Ew. so scared for Rune. Like, yeah. fuck off. 
Oh my god, imagine if she said that about Reese. It'd be an uproar. I would find her house and knock on her door and be like, what's going on? Same. I mean, I would just be like sobbing on her front door. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Oh my gosh, I would be so heartbroken. Okay, so like we're going to jump ship real quick. Um, we're at jumping ship. Do you think that the inner circle, any of them are going to die? No. Neither do I, but some people have prophecies that like, or not prophecies, theories that like, I don't, I think they're like untouchable now. Like they've been through so. no much. I really don't think same, so. Same, same. Um, I saw this TikTok though that was like, I'm obsessed with like the idea of this and they made like a, like aesthetic picture of it and it was of Nick's. Nyx? Nyx, yeah. Falling in love with Tamlin's daughter. Like, future daughter, and it's this, like, weird forbidden love. Isn't that fucking cool? That would mean that Tamlin would have to have a daughter. I know. And I don't think, I don't want him to be a dad. Well, isn't he, like, maybe already a dad? Yeah, to Gwen. I know. Maybe he has another one. Wouldn't that be interesting, though? Yeah, I should guess. Um, also, anytime there's a line about Bryce getting on her scooter, I just lose it. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, I still picture the, you picture like a... Like a little moped. Yeah, and I picture like, like a, a... Electric... Uh, like talk. A bird. Yeah, a bird. Yeah. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, again, I don't have super much on this one because it's only like two pages. But Bryce is attacked by the Crystallis demon, it tackles her into the water, um, and then Rune and the boys come and save her, Declan pulls her out, and um, I loved the one quote how Flynn like mutters under his breath, he's like, you've only been a princess, or like I've only known you're a princess for an hour and you're already a pain in my ass. <laughs> like, so funny. Um, and then... That was pretty much all it was. Is that like they just pull her out and she's safe? Yep. And then we just get like she's talking about um, through love all is possible, like stuff on her back or whatever. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 73. Okay, let me think of a high level sentence. Um, we are at the summit. We learn about all the different houses coming together and the Asteri come on the TV. <laughs> Why did you draw that out so much? Because I'm trying to do high level because I'm thinking. And learn that Rune is telepathic. Telepathic? Demonte, Demente. Yeah, but what do they call it? I think they call it telepathic. Like, yeah, they call it telepathic. Um, okay. Um, what? I was going to say my favorite visual from this, well, what am I? is like the first chapter where Hunt is saying like I've been to one of these and it's in like this ancient like I almost think like Roman room and he goes this was a conference center. I know I think it's hilarious like so I definitely funny. picture it in a conference room Same, too. Same, me too. Like my work conference mm, with room. With like those like um ceilings where like you can like pop them open yeah. you know what I mean? And I think the funniest part is that like once it starts I was like oh my god this is so fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even like like later on they're like people are falling asleep. Yeah. Like, I just picture this, like, a work conference that no one wants to yeah, go to. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, okay, so I really want to point out, so this is the first time we get introduced to Sandril's triari. Mm -hmm. So we meet, like, the Hammer. Um, All the H's. Yes. The H crew. Except who's missing is <gasps> the Hind. Yeah. Or Hind. Mm -hmm. What is it? I say Hind, I think. I say Hind. 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 
like, where do we think she is? I think she's meeting with... Papaxia? Um, no. No, no, no. Um, with Cor oh, Cormac and Polly, or what's her name? Polly? <laughs> the girl who's killed in the beginning of the second book. I have literally no idea. <laughs> Cormac's like, love. Bryce, like, saves oh. her brother. I think she's, like, doing rubble shit. Okay, I thought Cormax's girlfriend was killed, like, a while ago. Or is Sophie his girlfriend? Sophie! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I thought she was, like, out doing rubble shit. And, like... Oh, my God. Do you think that... Wait. What is the time difference between this first... Oh, no. That'd be too close. So you're going to say, what if it overlaps with the prologue? Or epilogue? Prologue? Uh, prologue. But that would make sense with timing. No, 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 no. Well, but yeah, she's gone, so she's definitely up to something. Yeah. Um, love Jessica's entrance in this. I just thought, like, she's, uh, she's such badass. Yeah. Um, and she, like, we haven't seen Jessica in a while. Um, and the big kind of bomb in this chapter is that we learned that the Medwitch is actually Queen Hypaxia. Oops, sorry, we've been ruining that all yeah. episodes. Everyone's, like, thrown off guard. And then I did really want to point out something that was super interesting is of course I'm going to talk about Rune's entrance, but it mm -hmm. says Rune, a step behind his father, was a shock to the senses. In his princely raiment, raiment, the star sword at his side, he, <laughs> he could have very well been one of the first starborn with that coloring of his. Might have been one of the first through the northern rift, rift so long ago. I saw that too. Yeah. Oh that's because he's descended from Reese. <laughs> um. And then I thought it was interesting how he said when Micah and Sandra, like, walked in, like, it's shocking that they're not mates, but they even comment, they're like, Micah's too good of a person that he would even find Sandra abhorrent. Like, I think still he's at this point. Micah, Micah, he's, like, fooling everybody. Obviously, he's a sociopath, but, like. I just think it's crazy that at this point we're still getting fed that, like, Micah's good. Good, yeah. Um, and then. Came out of Left field. I was going to say left wing. So left field is the same. Um, and then also something they know is Fury is there and she's standing alone. She's the only person that's completely Wait, by herself. 73 or 74? 73. Oh, okay. Um, and then the theory come and it's just so weird to me that they're like teleconferencing it. <laughs> like just like zooming. Yeah, it's like COVID PTSD. It's just yeah. weird. And also the creepiest thing that I think is that they all speak at the same time. Yeah. And they are like... I mean, they're literally like machines. Like, I think yeah. that's what they are. Like, I don't know. This Do you think Regulus, so like, runs all of them? And, like, that's why like, he's, know. like, the leader? Because like, I feel all like they're them. just, like, images. I have no idea. It's so weird. Well, you asked me when we were doing our chapters today. I cannot get comfortable. I'll fix my chair. Um, <laughs> if um, they were even in Crescent City. Yeah. But we well, no, I don't... They're 600 miles away or something. In the other, um, they're in Pangira, aren't they? Or the capital? I don't know, but or they're the really, capital. yeah, they're really far. Um, and then what is very interesting is at the end of this chapter, we learn that Rune can talk to people through thoughts. So they call them telepaths in here. Well, I'm saying that this is when we actually find out, okay. Emily, Jesus. Um, the one thing that I thought was... <laughs> not funny but the people who like looked up and like 
made eyes with um, the Asteri, where like Therian, Rune, Dak, and Queen Apaxia, and Hunt, which is like in the second book, they all work together. Yeah. The Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically the Asteri tell them like the summit is ready to come in. My turn? Yeah. Um, 74. Okay. So, mine's only two pages. Um. <laughs> two pages. <laughs> Bryce and Lele are at work, um, and this is where, like, Bryce is like, Jespa has been so busy with the Minium or the summit that she hasn't even noticed that Bryce is just like wearing leggings and like basically living at the gallery. Um, but they're like watching the summit commence on their TVs because it's like streamed live or whatever. Um, and then the end of it, they just have like a tender moment of friendship where like Bryce is like, You're a good friend, even if I'm not nice to you all the time. And then they're like, We'll get through this together. Um, and that's it. But actually, one of my things that I wanted to talk about was that. Um, in my other chapter, when the Autumn King visits Bryce, he says that he's like, you're just like your mom, like stubborn and you never forgive people. But like, I feel like that is such a wrong characterization of Bryce because yeah, she is stubborn, but I feel like she is so forgiving. Like she forgives Fury time and time again with how she treats her. She forgives Danica for all of the like transgressions that Danica did. Like she forgives Hunt over all of this. Like I feel like that line on how like he was like you're so stubborn and I was like I don't get that from her like I don't get the stubbornness in her friendship aspect who said that the autumn king in the earlier chapter I just had that thought I think you disagree with me? no I think it people can perceive it that way because it seems like she won't forgive Rune for so yeah. long we obviously know that's different because it's her POV and I think it's also <laughs> the Autumn King's way of telling her, like, you only know one side of the story. Mm, like, I'm trying. Yeah, right. I think it was more, like, for his benefit. Okay. I get where you're going. I didn't have that thought, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so chapter 75, I don't have a lot to say. It's basically saying how the summit is pretty boring. They're discussing new trade proposals, how they're going to handle war. Sandra's talking about, like, what she needs, and Probably she'll have to pay like the River Queen and other parts of Crescent City if she wants to be able to like use their territory. Um, but Rune is like asking Hypaxia why she didn't tell him, and she basically says like I want to come here and see for myself like what's going on without anyone knowing who I am. And then I just want to note that at the end of this chapter we learn like Hunt's wings are completely healed. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have anything else to say about this. Yeah, the only thing... I just thought it was funny how, like, boring the summit is. Yeah, same. And the only thing is that, like, Therian's counting how many times Rune looks at Hypaxia. I know, I really thought Hypaxia and Rune were going to be, like, it. Me too, me too. Um, I was cheering for that. I kind of picture Hypaxia looking like how they described Juniper, but fully human. I don't, I don't, I don't have a visual for Hypaxia. I don't remember her actual description, but I Let's picture see. her, like, tan brown skin with, like, gorgeous curly brown hair. Um, oh, we learned that she's only 26 years old. I think she does have, like, super curly hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
76 quick summary um there's actually like a quite a lot that happens in this so i do have a lot to talk about but bryce like texts jessica and was like hey can you stream this and we find out that micah shows up to the gallery and jessica has declan stream it on the live TVs, cameras, yeah. like the fucking like, like the projectors. It's just like so weird. Yeah, I hate it. I when I first did she write this, this in twenty twenty? No, yeah. she wrote it before that. Yeah, I just I hated that like they were live streaming it. I don't know. I just and that no one was doing anything. Yeah. I talked about that in my chapter. Like, what the fuck is yeah. everyone doing? And like, I get that it's just like a five hour drive and an hour by that, but it's like. I don't know. It was just, like, so weird. It seems so dramatic. Like, it literally reminded me of the Hunger Games. Yeah, and you're just sitting there watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hated that. Um, so, like, the whole then chapter is just, like, this interaction between Micah and Bryce while everybody's sitting there watching it on TV. Um, so the one thing that I wanted to talk about is that... Where's my thing? Okay. So, Micah brings up this, uh, where is it? Okay, he goes, he's, like, talking about all the books that, um, Jessica has in the library and how, like, they're, like, these, like, ancient books that, about a time before the Asteria, like, ruled, and he goes, says the female with the artisan, or amulet, around her neck, the amulet of a priestess who once served and guarded Parthos, I think you know what's here, that you spend your days in the midst of Parthos. Do we know that word? Of all the remains of the library after most of it burned and been in your hands 15,000 years ago. So what if, my idea is, that's what like Jespa has in her library is all the books Wait, from do Parthos. do we know the word Parthos? Yeah, they've used it in the book before. Oh, okay. Um, what if Jespa A is an old priestess that used to guard Parthos? And it's like, oh my god, what if it's the necklace from Throne of Glass? What necklace? Oh! I never even thought about that. Oh my god. Wow, I think you just... Yeah. But like, my idea was like, what if Jespa was a priestess that used to guard this library? And that's why, like, she's been guarding it for years, or what if it passes down into her family, like, lineage? It's crazy that the priestesses in Akatar who, like, are in the library, too. I know. So I'm like, Jespa has to have, like, her backstory has to be interesting. Yeah. And, like, it also Ooh, says... Oh, I would love a Jespa novella. Oh, me too. Um, it also says that these books are um, liars and heretics who admitted they were wrong when the Asteri tortured them for the truth. They were burned alive. What if she's, like, descended from Selena? Because Selena loved libraries. She has the necklace. They both have, like, white hair. Would that even be possible? Maybe. I don't know. Because, like, we're only one book in. I know. Yeah, if you guys are screaming at us, we started Throne of Glass, like, two weeks ago. And I'm still on the first book. Like, I'm even on chapter 40. But, yeah. I mean, the amulet is supposed to, like, protect her. Yeah, amulet, amulet. So, like, I could see that being tied in somehow. Yeah, and that even would have to Yeah. Um... Do you so, want more of this or no Batista? Yeah, we might as well finish it. Um, I have a bread I have to finish. Do you want to do that instead? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of... Oh, nice. It makes it taste really yeah. good. Yeah. Oh! I'll share it with the name. This is oh, actually this is from so your good. link. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, if you want a better one than the one we said, this is a red one. It's called the Bluffer. It's a Paso Robles Val. Paso Robles is a vineyard in California. Oh, it's so good. I've never had that there. from me. Actually, I'll bring some up first. Um, that was really all I had much about this. Was like that was the main important part. It's also like super cute when like. So they're obviously sitting there watching it, and Rune has Flynn send the ox there to like go and try to help Rice. Um, but Rune, it goes, run, Rune, or, or Flynn, urge to the screen as if Bryce could hear him fucking run Bryce. So it's like... Why aren't they moving? But I just thought it was so cute that like, not cute, but like, that has to be so hard for them to sit there and watch though. And not do anything. Yeah. I don't know. It was just... That, like, it wasn't Rune who said that, and it wasn't, like, the Autumn King, and it wasn't any of them. It was Flynn who was, like, he's gonna kill you. Okay, this is horrible. I always get Flynn and Deck confused. Which one is which? Tristan Flynn is, like, the royal one, and Deck's the tech one who had... Okay, I love yeah. Flynn so much. Yeah, same. He's like, the one that... He has, like... Like, he is, like, the as version of this, because, like, we don't know that much about him. I get, well, we got that bonus chapter. But he's more but I just love talkative him. than Deck No, he is. is. But I'm saying he's, he's like, like, yeah. we just, like, kind of build him up and, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. No, that's really much it. It just ends with Micah being like, I need the horn. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 77, I feel like I'm going to need you to help me tag team because there was so much going on. Okay. But high level, Micah shows up and is telling Bryce, like, the horn is in her back. He wants the horn. Give it to him. And it's being <laughs> extremely aggressive. Um, like, I'm going to kill you. You don't give me this horn. And Bryce is like, what horn? Right, exactly. And so, at first, some of you were, like, a little confused how Bryce figured out the horn was on her back and yeah. Micah. But basically, like, the Crystallos is attracted to the horn so i took it as that like the crystallis demon is basically like i'm going to use this word twice in this sentence but like it's basically like a bounty hunter and it's trained to find the horn and so like what word did you say twice i haven't said bounty hunter again and <laughs> i'm going to um because i said that danica was basically like a bounty hunter for like red nerd industries because like she <laughs> understood the horn was on her back because the crystallis demon came straight to her when she took off the amulet um and i love how like in the middle of this intense scene where mike is being like extremely aggressive bryce has the audacity to look at him and goes blow me asshole <laughs> it's just so funny um well because he said like i need to blow the horn and she was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny um and it's just so frustrating that no one's doing anything. And, like, thank God Rune is, like, screaming at Flynn, being like, yeah. where's the fucking ox? Like, where's our, basically, team going to, like, go help her? Um, 
And so we learn high level was the reason like synth came about and Danica was like a part of it was that the rebels were planning on taking the synthetic drug so then they were strong enough to then like beat the Steri and be able to like fight well, they Faye also or... found out that it nullified Faye's magic. Right. Yeah. Um, and Redner industry was basically behind it. Right. And that they would be able to like take it be able to like hold their own yeah. essentially. Um and there's not like so I really wanna go back to this conversation Emily and I had earlier where we both believe that the horn is the fourth trove because when talking about it, we learn why Michael wants it and he says like the horn at its full power can do anything with the horn. You would not need to inherit a star's might to rule. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, where is like, the um, where is the one sentence I'm looking for about the? Um, it basically says that like whoever. But ancient oh, right here. Whispers. The horn will open a portal and allow me to summon an army to decimate the human rebels and their wanted destruction. Um, other worlds would bow to power like mine, bow to the horn. And so we think that the horn is the missing item in the trove yeah. that we learn about in Silver, Silver Flames. Um, Which that would make sense because in Silver Flames they say that like, it's a sh in a shroud and you can't see what it is and that would make sense if it's in another world right that's oh my gosh yeah because you wouldn't be able to see what it. do we think the horns like power is like i still don't totally understand that like so the crown controls people okay, the heart says, brings you to different times what was the third one um the dead people oh oh yeah you can raise the dead okay you can raise the dead. the dead so this one would what let you jump worlds i think and the it, other one was jumping times no, the harp is like more than jumping times because she was able to bring Feyre and all them back. And like, the harp is like very complicated. Okay. Um, what is, what would the horn do? Like, so besides I, open portals? I think you can like open portals, but then you also have the ability. Okay, it says um, it is the language of the universes. It's a spell, a direct command to activate the horn. That's what her tattoo is. Like, you'll be able to, like, control all the universes, like, bring them together. Because at first, when I was reading it, I thought the horn meant that he would open... So, my understanding was that the horn would open the gates of hell, but they would somehow, like, listen to Micah and, like, be under his control. Yeah. Like, that's what I originally thought when I read this. So but I, I, think, I think it's bigger than that. Me too. I think it's able to open multiple portals but then I also think that um, you'd be like the ruler of them I think that it depends on what universe that it opens or what world that like because like he obviously if he went into Prithian he couldn't control them but like if he went in the like there's certain demons and like the that he opens up with it that like attack Lunatheon yeah. that like he's able to control right so like I think it depends on the world yeah that makes sense and then Brune like again makes this connection that we heard in silver flames is that every time he went looking for the horn which we learn like this idea was kind of implanted into the autumn king's head like yeah. a seed of an idea which he was really frustrated about but root was like every time i went looking for it i had the urge to go to bryce and i think it's the whole like like attracts like yeah. phenomenon that we see throughout her books 
that is, it's so common. And it's just... Oh, throughout other fantasy books? No, like, in all of her books. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it in other books. Okay, yeah. It's it just, is like, really she common. loves doing that in her books. Like, she loves saying it in her books. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, if you're made from the same thing or made from the, the same, same power. essence, yeah. Um, I mean, when you think about it, if all the worlds, like, connect how they do, then, like, every bit of essence is in each world. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... And then basically the end of the chapter ends with him throwing Sphinx into the Nox cage because yeah. Bryce was able to like get this ancient book that held like a golden shield around her to protect herself. And so he knew that if he did this, she'd have to break it because she would go save him. Yeah. Um, a few things that I wanted to point out that we get clarification in this chapter is that Micah, um, he's the one who killed Danica in the pack. He essentially, like, let the synth loose into the city because he knew Danica wouldn't be able to, like, let it take over the city. So he then, like, blackmailed her because he had proof of her, like, on the ship where synth was being stole. And he was like, hey, if you don't, like, steal the horn from me, like, I'm going to tell everybody that you're, like, dealing synth. So she, like, was two steps ahead of him, as always, and stole the horn, ground it into dust, and then put it in Bryce's back. But then Michael, like, went to the their apartment the night she died and injected Danica with the synth. She killed the pack and then killed herself and then Micah summoned the demon. So we get like clarification on that. Um, and then uh, this is what, I think we were talking about this in the earlier one before we had our laughing fit and had to stop, which like we didn't know that Bryce knew that the horn was in her back until Mike already told us and like that was kind of frustrating for me as a reader because like that was just a gap left out like you know what I mean like I think we've talked about this before I wasn't frustrated with that I don't think when I read it I just feel like there's a lot of things that this especially happens in the second but then book. it's not as surprising yeah but sometimes it's like it's not surprising it's just like she just left a point out like she just didn't even write it I don't have a problem um, but that's why they were attacked in the garden because Hunt touched the jacket and the jacket had been on Bryce's back, which is the horn. Yeah. It actually kind of surprises me that Danica would put the horn in Bryce's back because she would have to know eventually it would put her in danger where, like, she spent all her life flying mm -hmm. to Bryce to protect her. So it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. But, and so basically, Mike goes behind the bombing. He was behind everything. everything. Yep. This whole thing was like a plan. Yeah. Uh, okay, 78. This is our final chapter. Um, Micah is essentially, or not essentially, he is trying to get the horn to, like, initiate. I don't know, like, just, just trying to get the horn to activate, yeah. And he's, like, Bryce is laying there, on the, and, like, he's ripped her shirt open, and he's, like, pulling it out of her back, and she realizes, like, he's either going to get this horn to work, or he's going to kill me trying. Um... You're going to talk about the book titles? No. So, this is something that's super important. <laughs> I think that hints to all the worlds colliding, but it says that her tingling fingers brush over the titles On the Divine Number, The Walking Dead, The Book of Breathings, The Queen with Many Faces. And so those are all book titles from, like, the different worlds. So, Book of Breathings is Avatar. So far, within Throne of Glass, I've only seen The Walking Dead. But I think the other two are from that. 
The Book of Breathings is an Akatar? I think so. Am I losing my mind? I'm pretty sure. Keep talking while I'm um, So, Micah's basically trying to get this out of her back, killing her. Srinx is dying, or not dying, he's drowning in the tank, essentially. Everybody at the summit is just watching this happen on TV. Um, Bryce gets a hold of this book, which then she's able to, like, lock Micah in the bathroom. And she then, like... Oh, maybe Book of Breathing's from Throne of Glass. I think they... I think both of them are. The Walking Dead is for sure. Oh, it says Book of Brains is the powerful, magical item in a court of thorn and roses book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think... that's what it's called. That's what it's called in the um... library. Yeah. No, the one that like Feyre has to like connect together, isn't it? I don't know. Anyways, Mike is locked in the bathroom. Bryce then makes a knife sheath and dives into the Nox tank to save Srinks, and that's how it ends. Yeah, wait, the Book of Breathings is what they use to nullify the cauldron. Yeah, it's the book. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. And then The Walking Dead, yeah, is what... Throwing a glass. Yeah, Selena is reading right now. Selena? I say Selena. Selena. Um, so we have two more that we... The Queen with Many Faces and On the Divine Number. Um, I wonder if the Queen of Many Faces is... I guess I could see that going both ways. For a guitar? For Throwing Glass, because I could see Selena being the Queen, because, like, we know that... She's descended from Queen Elena. Yeah, and we know that she gets a different name. What? And then, that's all I'm telling you. And then, the I could also see that being um, how we have all those queens in Avatar. Yeah. But I think it is probably an actual book because everything else is. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what else do you have to say? Nothing. Um, oh, th- this is Bryce's ordeal. I didn't really understand what that meant. Yeah, that I would say skipped it. Oh, okay. Well, I know what it means now. What? Like, Rune's ordeal with him getting the Star Sword during that, like, extravaganza with Cormac and, like... I thought an ordeal was something that was, like, set up. No. It's, like, a rite of passage. It's, like, a moment in time, I think, where you, like... Oh, I thought it was an event that they're, like, this is your ordeal. I don't think so. Oh. Okay. Oh. Hmm. What if you don't go through it? Well, did Flynn and Deck have one? They were with the room during so they the... they all had the ordeal together. I guess. Hmm. But Rune was the only one able to part the Star Sword, so maybe that's why he's, like, the most powerful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we only have 20 chapters to go, um, so we'll probably have two more episodes. Emily and I are going to Europe beginning of June, and she's going to be gone for five weeks, which is really sad. Um, so we're going to start Akatar when she gets back, and maybe by that time, actually, we probably won't have Throne of Glass completely done. No, because Libby and I are going to have a really hard time reading while we're over there. What? I, really? I feel like you guys are going to read all the time. Yeah, I know, right? We're just going to spend our time reading. I mean, I'm for sure waking up early in the morning in Europe and reading and having coffee. Like, that is, like, my dream. I'm so excited. You don't think we're going to be hungover? Every day? No. I get pretty sleepy. 
I don't think we're going to be going out that late in Europe when we're all together. Maybe. Like, I feel like the most we'll go out is just going to be in Madrid. Like, is France like a rah-rah going out place? I don't know. Um, but we'll keep you guys... Yeah, we'll keep you posted. We're in the middle of the first third of glass book. It's really no, good so far. The end. Um, I'm on chapter 38. There's only 60. Oh, okay. So I have all nine books on my Kindle, so it shows me I'm 3% of the way through. Yeah, no. Okay. Um. Yeah. So um, let us know if you like this, if you like the shorter episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and cheers, everyone. Yeah, cheers.